Welcome to Airwaves, the official podcast of the Naval Air Systems Command. I'm your host, Michael Lauren Prue, and today we're on the Airwaves to talk mental health during the time of COVID-19. Lots of fear and anxiety surrounding the disease. Add in trying to balance work, family, and social distancing, and the stress can be overwhelming. But learning how to cope with the stress and our new daily normal can make you, the organization, and the community stronger. Joining us today over the phone to share helpful information on how to do this is Dr. Susie Garani, a psychiatrist from the Patuxent River Naval Health Clinic. Dr. Garani, thank you for joining us. I am incredibly excited to have you here today. This is certainly a topic that's important to everyone, especially right now. And I know personally, I'm trying to balance work, small children, teach from home. Shout out to all those teachers out there. And it is certainly testing all of our limits. So when we're talking about a global pandemic, the stress of the disease itself, social distancing, telework, school closures, what concerns do you have about the impact this will have on a person's mental health? Well, any outbreak of an infectious disease, and now it's the outbreak of coronavirus, has been stressful for many people. Fear and anxiety about the disease can be overwhelming. Worry about your family members can really generate some strong emotions in adults as well as children. And learning to cope with um, this stress will make you, the people you care for, the people around you, your whole community, much stronger at the the outcome if you learn certain coping techniques and how to deal with each other. So I think that at the end of all this, we'll come out a new normal and hopefully a better community. So doctor, what would you say are some of the major contributors to that stress? Well, one of the main contributors is the fear and worry about your own health, the health of your loved ones, your neighbors, your community. Another Increase in stress could be changes in your sleep and eating patterns because a lot of us are sheltering at home and that changes. Worsening of chronic health problems and the fear of going into a medical facility because of fear of COVID. Worsening mental health conditions for many reasons of, from the isolation, not going to your appointments and such. And what we're noticing now is an increased use of alcohol, tobacco, and other substances to help cope. So we all react differently to these stressful situations. Are there certain individuals that this might impact a little more than others? And so how people respond to um, the outbreak can depend on your background, things that make you different from other people in the community. That uniqueness of each individual can make us stronger. So we need to remember to respect the differences and learn from what the people bring to the table. This is a really good time to be a little kinder, gentler to people because you never know where they came from. You never know what their struggles are or what their worries are. And so instead of judging people, this is a really good time to stop and reflect about the diversity in our culture and the needs of other people. You're absolutely right. We, we do need to take better care of each other. We also need to take better care of ourselves. What can we do to protect our own mental health and emotional well-being during this time? In general, we need to take care of ourselves every day, but especially when we're so stressed out and we're trying to, you know, to figure out ways to cope with this stress. First, you need to take care of yourself. You need to take breaks from watching and reading and listening to the news. Make time to unwind, connect with others, and know the facts. So take care of yourself. If you're malnourished and sleep-deprived, don't make quality decisions. Regulate your schedule, 
and ensure that you're eating, sleeping, and exercising regularly. Focus and write down what you're going to be eating. Focus on having a well-balanced meal. Yeah, snacks are good, but you really need to have the well-balanced meal um, and nutrition. Exercise regularly, which is difficult when we're told to stay home. And going out to exercise, you need to be mindful of the um, six-foot rule, you know, and, and social distancing. Um, get plenty of sleep, and that's sometimes difficult when you're sitting up worrying, but it's really important to go to bed about the same time and wake up at the same time as if you were going into work that day. Avoiding alcohol and drugs and taking prescription medications not prescribed for you or someone else's medications is really not a good idea for many reasons. Alcohol and many drugs are depressants, so you could be causing yourself a lot of harm. Next is take breaks from watching and reading and listening to the news. Sometimes you become overwhelmed if you keep refreshing the screen and you keep listening to this news over and over. It, it does stress you out. And so make a point to, to turn the channel to something else or turn the TV off and read a book or do a craft. Make sure that in your schedule, make time to unwind, do some activities you enjoy, whatever works for you that's healthy. And connect with others. It's really important to, to reach out and talk to people, especially your friends or, or coworkers who you know are isolated by themselves. Maybe they have, you know, are lonely. Maybe, you know, they need something. Reach out to them, and we have many different avenues for that. And know the facts. So watch a credible source, but don't overdo it. Don't read every article you see on the Google search. Pick a credible source, maybe one time a day, just read what the headlines are, read the information, but don't go overboard with, with trying to figure this out. That's what the experts are out there. Right now, much of our workforce is under a stay-at-home directive. The home has now become the office. So what is the best way to create a healthy, productive work environment at home? So one of the best ways is to set up what they call a functional workspace. That's a des designated area that you only do work in. And so essentially, instead of laying in bed or on the sofa with your laptop trying to get your work done, try something more deliberate, such as putting a table in a corner, a nightstand with a straight back chair, just like you have at work, and you know, taking in consideration the ergonomics of it so you don't get a crick neck, but it's also a good signal for those who live with you that you are at work. So for instance, if you have children, you can tell them, when I'm sitting here at the desk, I'm working, and I should not be interrupted. Doctor, that's a great tip, especially for parents. In our home, we set up an office space, and, and when I'm there, the kids, the kids, they know mom's working. So I work for a couple of hours and then the reward is after that, we enjoy some time together with an activity of their choice. So what other tips do you have? Minimize the distractions because especially when we're all, you know, a little concerned, there's a lot on our mind, there's a lot of chaos going on, minimize those distractions. So if you're sitting trying to work and um, there's noise outside, there's a barking dog, there's construction, there's a trash man, just try to put some noise-canceling headphones or some kind of earplugs in to try to help you just focus right on your work and get it done. But that said, if you are working from home and you're alone, 
just make sure you, you plan to have some extra social interactions. So there's so many different social platforms you can pick from and that you can arrange with friends, family, to group chat or whatever the, the mode is that you feel most comfortable with. A quick check-in with a family member, a friend, a coworker, it, it really helps. So what other coping mechanisms can you use to help yourself and those around you? Well, you know, as I alluded earlier, it's important to set that healthy routine. So one of my favorite books is by um, a retired four-star Admiral McRaven, who served as the commander of the U.S. Special Operations Forces. And many people saw his speech to the UT Austin graduation ceremony. I have to say, go Longhorns, that's my alma mater. But his first lesson in this really good, short book that can be read in no time at all and is really recommended was to make your bed. If you make your bed every morning, you would have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride and it will encourage you to do other tasks and another. So, so try it, try making your bed. And you'll realize, hey, you know, I've done something. Okay, so next, let me go throw the dirty clothes in the hamper, not on the floor. Oh, let me get dressed. Let me, you know, and then it becomes a routine. Another thing he said was create an emotional tone around you. So people look at their leaders. They look at the, you know, the head of the household. You know, they look at you as a model. Being in control, even if inside you think you're not, but just put that air of calm, in control, knowledgeable. It really will affect all those around you. I love that you mentioned Admiral McRaven and his make your bed speech. At the start of all the social distancing, it was a bit chaotic in our house. And so we sat the kids down and we said, you know, today you're going to start your day with making your bed. And then the next day it was make your bed and change your clothes. And then after that, it was make your bed, change your clothes, straighten your room. And I'll be honest, like having that routine has, has really helped us to feel a bit more in control of our day, which is so important right now because there is so much out of our control. So what would you say is the best way to deal with the uncertainty surrounding COVID-19? One of the most difficult things about COVID, as you mentioned, is the uncertainty. We don't know the timeline. We don't know when there's going to be a vaccine, if there's going to be a vaccine. You know, there's so many unanswered questions. Uncertainty really brings out the desire to control things around you. And that's just human nature. You know, while we should modify our behaviors, we should also try to modify our thoughts. Because thoughts can, your thoughts can really spin out of control in these situations. So as we said earlier, get up, out of bed every day, make your bed, get dressed, and then make a list of tasks. And I'm just reiterating a lot of what we've said, but it's really important points. If you're out of work, you could try learning a new skill, try to help calm your anxieties about being out of work. Social interactions with the phone or video chats is an important way to reach out. Good self-care, again, exercise is really important. And throughout the day, don't forget to give yourself credit for everything you've accomplished. When people are anxious, they're likely to imagine the worst case scenario. It's important to remind yourself that the worst case scenario is only one of many possible outcomes. It can be helpful to think about the best case scenario, and the most realistic outcome. And somewhere in between is probably the reality. If you perceive that you're responsibly following the CDC guidelines as, you know, keeping clean and social distancing and doing everything you can according to these guidelines, you'll feel a whole lot better.
knowing that you're doing everything you can and some things are just really not in your control. Focus on what you can control. Probably feel a lot better. So for those already dealing with clinical depression, the additional stress brought on this by this pandemic, it can be especially hard. What is your advice for those individuals? Well, definitely stay in touch with your providers. Maybe even consider making more frequent appointments if you're having a particularly rough time. A lot of the providers are seeing the patients through telephone or virtual. And so um, definitely, definitely let your providers know what you're going through. Also another way is to access support networks, your family, your friends, support groups that are on the internet sometimes, depending. Do speak to your providers. Another thing is make sure that you do not run out of your medications. Make sure you have a sufficient supply. Get in touch with your provider. That's the bottom line is just let that those who are caring for you know what's going on and they'll be able to help. You mentioned resources. Can you give us a few that are easily available to everyone? There's so many mobile apps. The VA actually has an excellent one called COVID Coach. It was created for everyone, including veterans, service members, civilians, to support self-care and overall mental health during this coronavirus. And it's excellent. You can get it on your Apple and your Android. They also have a mindfulness coach. Mindfulness really helps paying attention to what's going on now and not worrying about everything else going on. I would like to, to make a point is there's so, there's so many resources with all these apps. Try to pick one or two. Don't say, oh, I'm going to improve myself in 10 of these apps, because that's overwhelming. Just pick one or two that like, strikes a note with you and, and just try that. And if they don't work out, delete them, and try the next one. Also, um, I spoke to the chaplain and he is an excellent resource. If you're overwhelmed, you need to talk to someone, you're having a crisis, you need counseling, a lot of people are trying to help out. So what about our family members? Are there certain behavioral changes we should watch out for in our children? Children, like adults, you know, uh, human beings, we react differently in so many different ways, and it manifests in numerous ways. So things to watch out for are excessive crying and irritation in younger children. Children can, what we call, regress. So let's say they've already, you know, been toilet trained, and then they all of a sudden start, you know, wetting their bed, you know, wetting their clothes, that sort of thing. Children and have excessive worry, regardless of how young they are. They can have excessive worry and sadness. You know, they, get, they feel tension in the air. And so that's why it's really important as adults to have a sense of calm, even though inside you might not be that calm, but for the children's sake. Irritability and acting out are, are very common. Poor school performance. It's really difficult to switch over to this virtual or homeschooling. Be good to yourself and to them and be patient. and Take a breath every now and then. Ways to support your child, answer the questions, learn the facts, just be straightforward with them in a language that they would understand. Reassuring, it always works. People are going around with masks and gloves and, and it's really terrifying for a lot of them. You know, you can, you can tell them, uh, you know, this is to keep you safe and them safe and everyone safe for now and, and just explain in a language they understand. Again, limit the family's exposure to news um, coverage and uh, keep up with routines and be a good role model. 
How can we help family members or friends struggling with the isolation of social distancing? The first thing is to reach out to them a little bit more frequently than you normally do because they are isolated, they're alone, and um, whatever mode you like, you know, pick up the telephone, give them a call, you can FaceTime them, make sure that they're, you know, ready to be FaceTimed. Email, you can make cards, your kids can make cards and mail them letters or cards, and that would be a nice welcome surprise, I'm sure. You know, text messages, all those different platforms you can you can um, reach out in, and not only for your family members, but also your coworkers. Think about your coworkers who are home alone. Maybe they're not coming to work for whatever reason, medical or otherwise. Just go ahead and just reach out to them in any way. I'm sure they'd very much appreciate it. Social distancing has delayed or canceled many important life events, weddings, retirements, vacations, birthdays. What can we do to overcome the disappointment of these cancellations? And why is it also an opportunity to find new ways to celebrate? One of the things I really enjoy about watching the news is seeing all the innovative ways people have come up with to celebrate birthdays, to celebrate weddings, trying to to form some sense of normalcy in all this chaos. I think that coming up with creative and innovative ways to celebrate these life events will really give you a sense of accomplishment and joy from figuring out this alternate way. And it'll be memorable. You won't forget it. So, Doctor, the number of positive cases of COVID-19 continues to rise. An increasing number of us know someone with the disease or someone who might have been exposed and is under quarantine. How can we help those individuals? Right. So, again, knowing the facts and realizing what these people coming out of quarantine are really dealing with. Everyone reacts differently, of course. But... It can be very stressful on them to have been separated from the others. You're isolated even if you don't get sick, still isolated. And everyone feels you know, an emotional reaction to coming out of the quarantine. And that can include mixed emotions. You know, you're relieved of coming out of the quarantine. You don't know how others and your friends are going to react to you thinking, oh, maybe they could catch something for, from you. And so you, know, you have that fear and worry yourself that maybe you might give it to someone else. Some people have said that the stress from the experience of monitoring yourself or being monitored can really create stress in them. And, you know, just watching for the signs and symptoms, just waiting for signs and symptoms. And then, you know, they could have been really stressed out during that period of time. Some feel sadness, anger, frustration, and guilt about not having been able to perform normal work. When they're coming out, be kind to them, be mindful of the social distancing and, and all that, but just realize they might need a little bit more gentle care. So it's understandably a very stressful time for everyone. And as you mentioned, we're all experiencing a wide range of emotions. And sometimes it's hard to stay positive. How do we know what is abnormal behavior? And at what point should we reach out for help? When you're unable to take care of your daily functions of living, so you're unable to get out of bed, you stop showering, you stop eating, you stop doing the normal functions, neglect your work, you name that neglect the important chores in your life, feeling sadness all day, crying, not sleeping, anything that really limits your, your daily living, you need to contact someone. If, even if 
you don't have all those things and you're worried that maybe I'm not functioning right, maybe there's something wrong with me, call a hotline, call a provider, so many avenues to reach out to. One is the mentalhealth.va.gov site, and they have the Veterans Crisis Line on the website. You can call someone to talk to. There's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which actually is not only for suicide, it's a crisis line as well. So um, that's available at 1-800-273-8255. There's the SAMHSA website, which is the Disaster Distress Helpline. Also, Sweet and Family Services has some really nice resources on their website, the military.com website. There's the chaplain, and also there is the health clinic, and there are emergency rooms, and there is 911. So lots of great resources out there, and we're going to list some of those in our show notes. Dr. Garani, I appreciate you joining us today and sharing so many helpful and wonderful tips. We're going to get through this together, and we are all going to come out stronger. And that's it for this edition of Airwaves. You can learn more about the command's response to COVID-19 by visiting our website at www.navair.navy.mil and clicking on the COVID-19 link. Take care of each other, stay safe out there, and as always, thanks for listening.